0: Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. Bumble
3: Jim, the starring players, this is Errol Flynn,
0: this is Alexis Smith,
3: this is Ward Baldwin, and this is Grant (laughs) with Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in a radio version of the Warner Brothers hit, Gentleman Jim based on the colorful prize ring career of James J. Corbett. Errol Flynn, who plays the title role in the picture, is starred as Gentleman Jim, Alexis Smith as Vicky Ware, Ward Bond as John L. Sullivan, and Grant Withers as Walter Lowry. The Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Gentleman Jim. <laughs> you a lot more than it
4: does
3: me. That was a long time ago, of course, back in 1890 in San Francisco, when the Corbett's all lived on the wrong side of the tracks. And if you're wondering how a fellow like Jim could get in the swampy, swanky Olympic club, well, I guess I'm the one who ought to know. You see, my name is Walter Lowry. I worked right alongside Jim, when we were both tellers in the bank. And one day Vicky Ware came in, the only daughter of Old Buck Ware, who'd hit it rich in the Comstock load. And you can bet Jim Corbett didn't lose any time. Well, how how would you like this, Miss Ware? Large bills?
0: No, all in silver dollars, please. Father's in a poker game over at the Olympic Club, Uh-oh. and they won't play with anything else.
3: Oh, I see. did. You say the Olympic Club?
0: Yes. Why?
3: Well, uh, this will make a pretty big stack of cartwheels. Do you think you can carry them all right?
0: Oh, I think so, I...
3: Well, if it happens, just about my lunchtime. I'll be very glad to carry them over for you.
0: Oh, but I'm perfectly
2: Oh, it's no with... trouble
3: at all. I'll just change my coat and I'll be right with you, like that. I told you I'd get into that club. I told you I'd do it someday, Walter. So does the garbage man do it, Jim. He does it every day. Yeah, Well, listen, kiddo. When I go in, I go in through the front door. You're looking at a new member of the Olympic Club. You?
5: You're Daffy.
3: Uh-uh. I got Victoria Ware to take me down to the gym. Then I talked to Mr. Watson. He's the new boxing instructor, you see. Then we put the gloves on for a couple of rounds, and, well, I guess he knows a boxer when he sees one. They've given me an athletic membership. Free. But but don't you have to be sponsored for that? Sure. I'm sponsored all right by Mr. Henry Buckware and his daughter Victoria of the same name. No kidding. Who talked him into it? Who do you think? The garbage man? <laughs>
1: misunderstand me, Buck. This young boxer of yours is all right in his place. The only trouble is he doesn't know his place. Oh, Corbett doesn't mean to be a
3: pain in the neck. It's uh, just a natural gift, like boxing. Huh? I see this as a social club. Let him take his blasted bias up somewhere else. Now, Jerry, Corbett's a type. You can't take offense at a type. Has he ever pushed you off the flying rings, just for life? <laughs> or tickled you when you're on the horizontal bars? Yeah, I stood in back of you when you're playing cards. <sighs> I guess he is a little trying at times. If there were only some way we could pin his ears back, teach him a lesson. Oh, hello there, Watson. I'd like to meet an old friend of mine. Just landed in town this morning. The one and only Jack Burke, former middleweight champion of the British Isles and Australia. on honor, Mr. Burke. How long are you going to be in town? Oh, I don't know, sir. I'm fighting Jake Kilrain in Chicago next month. Next month? Jerry, what do you think? Uh, what do I think about what? Well, if Bert would put on a contest for us. With
1: Corbett. Say, hey, that's a great idea. That is a
3: great idea. We've considered a personal favor. And pay you a thousand dollars for your trouble. A thousand? Say, that's nothing to be sneezed at, gents. You want me to give somebody a good drubbing. Is that it? As you say, Burke, that is
4: it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A knockout! How do you like that, Vicky? Corbett knocked him out. What are you so happy about, Dad? Hi, I tell you, he's. A... Hey, that's right. He was supposed to take a licking. Oh, I guess it'd be worse than ever now.
0: Maybe I can tone him down a bit.
4: You, Vicky? Oh.
0: Well, won't he be at the reception later? <laughs>
3: There's just one thing I don't understand, Miss Ware. What's that, Mr. Corbett? How can I be dancing when, with you when I'm supposed to be murdered?
0: <laughs> feeling pretty good, aren't you?
3: Oh, listen, I'm feeling fine.
0: Yes, I'm quite aware of that. You have a beautiful start.
3: Yeah, that's right. I figure if I can make a former champion that easy, I ought to be honest. Right. I
0: wasn't referring to your ring career, Mr. Corbett. I was talking about the champagne. The cha-
3: oh, don't be silly. Listen, I can drink more than well, anybody, anybody in the world. Anybody
1: world. Now,
3: <laughs> oh, wait a minute, Miss Ware.
1: What? Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, old boy. Come on, Jimmy, have some more champagne. It's free. Oh, I'm dancing
3: now, Walter. Uh, Miss Ware, you remember my friend, aren't you, Mr. Lowry? Sure, sure she
1: remembers me, Jim. (laughs) I never forget a life on my face.
0: Mr. Corbett.
4: He's having fun, isn't he?
0: Yes, very much so. Would you mind if if we went out on the terrace for a while? Would I? mind? Well,
3: it's mighty nice out here, Miss Ware. Hmm, almost like another world.
4: Yes.
0: It is nice, isn't it?
3: You know, I've never thanked you for making all this possible for me. I mean, if you hadn't brought me here and sponsored me, I, well, I I might never have seen this side of the tracks at all.
0: Oh, there really aren't two sides of the tracks in San Francisco. There's just the lucky and the unlucky. So don't let this knob-hill crowd deceive you. After all, we all started out with the same wooden wash tub.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you mean that, don't you? Do you know something? I've been hoping all night you'd let your hair down for me. I think you I think you're beautiful.
0: Why, you... How dare you kiss me? You impertinent rotmix. Who? Me? That was carrying your well-known nerve just a little too far. Well, what's the matter? I
3: thought you wanted me to kiss
0: you. I never said anything of the kind.
3: No, oh, I know you didn't say it, but you led me out here on the terrace, didn't you? And you told me not to be scared of you, didn't you? What was I supposed to think?
0: I'd love to see some man knock your block off.
3: Oh, well, you won't. Good night. Come on, Jerry. Come on, boys. Free champagne. Drink up. No, not me, Walter. That stuff goes to your head. Oh, say, uh, Corbett, can I talk to you for a minute? Hi, Mr.
1: Ware. There's a little
4: champagne. Uh, no,
3: thanks. Corbett, I, uh, I don't like to do this, but the committee has requested me to ask your friend here to leave. I just requ- Why? What's the matter with him? Well, uh... Shall we say, because he isn't in formal clothes? Some of our ex-gold miners are very particular about form. Oh, Oh, they are, are they? It's all right, Jim. It's all right. Don't get mad at him. I'll go. No, no, no. no. Wait a minute. Well, Mr. Ware, I hope you understand that if he goes, I go with him. I'm sorry, Corbett. I was hoping you'd understand. Sure. Sure, I understand perfectly. I hear it's already cost you about a thousand bucks to put me in my place tonight. Well, I'm sorry if I disappointed you, but I didn't think you'd try to take it out on my friend. Why, I don't think you have. And place... what's more, if you don't like the way we drink, there's plenty of places we'd be glad to have us. Come on, Walter. I know a couple of high class saloons. Oh. at home? No, you ain't. I ain't either. Smells like a hotel. Smells more like a bar room.
4: Uh,
3: yeah. Hey, Jim, I think if I move, my ears will fall off. Do you see my shoes anywhere? No, they They must be under the bed. Hand them to me, will you? All right, if I can find them. Uh-uh, that's not them. You got him? Well, I don't know. Mm. Have they got a handle on them? Oh. oh, I got them. Here they are. I wonder what part of town we're in. Oh, don't ask me. Oh, my head. I don't think I would ever... Hey, Walter. Look out there, out the window. What? That big sign It says Salt Lake City Ice Company. Salt Lake City? Oh, how'd we ever get here? You you remember riding on any train? No, not offhand. Say, you got your wallet on you? The wallet, yeah. My... Hey, it's gone.
5: Oh, I must have given it away for a tip.
3: That was mine you gave away. Oh, yeah. Well, how are we going to get out of here? Come in. Hi, Comet. Well, everything's all set. Miller's ready to go. Here's your ten bucks. My My ten bucks? Sure. Last night you told me you'd fight Miller for ten bucks. Miller? Who's Miller? Big local pug. He's terrific. Well, you mean and I promised to fight this guy for ten bucks? I mean, uh, when? Good I wouldn't have took you but a punk named Murphy run out on me in the last minute. You gonna be there? For sure. I mean, where? Pri- private club or what? What do you mean, private club? I'm Billy Delaney, the elite sporting hall over on Tucker Street. You better be there early. I'll see you tonight. Oh. Well, Walter It's our fair home. Oh, Jim, you're in no condition to fight. Oh, I gotta fight. I took the guy's money. Gotta fight. Besides, I can lick that yoko blindfolded. But, Jim, you're not even a professional. Oh, prof. Say, professional? What's wrong with that? Some of those guys seem to do all right. That's how Jim Corbett turned professional. Though so the world didn't seem to notice at first, the world was too busy applauding the champ, the big fellow who'd slam the bar and roar. I lick any
4: man in the world,
3: and he could. That was John L. Sullivan himself. But little by little, Jim started to build. He had brains and speed and a Sunday punch. Joe Kronjki in 27 rounds. Jim knocked him out with a broken hand. Kill Rain in six. Sal Daly in three. Charlie Mitchell in eight. Jim was fighting his way straight through to the top. And then at last he was at the top. No one else left to fight except the champ. But the champ had his own ideas about that. And when it seemed his idea was to do nothing at all, Jim sort of took matters in his own hands. It was in New York, in the dressing room of the theater, where John L. was doing a play.
1: Hey, John... Who do you think is sitting out there in a box with his manager? Oh, one of my challenges, I guess. Haven't I waited through enough of them tramps? This is no tramp, John. This is James J. Corbin himself. Himself? Himself! Where do you get the himself stuff? There's only one man in the world you can call himself. And that's the champion. Himself. Yeah, that's right, John. I was only... Mr. Sullivan, I was only trying to tell you... Stage that... manager, come here! Now, Mr. Sullivan, this gentleman would like very much to meet you. Well,
3: uh... Allow me to present myself, Mr. Sullivan. I'm James J. Corbett. Himself. Hmm?
5: Well, I'm glad to meet Mr. James J. Corbett himself.
1: How
4: about it?
3: Ah, thank you, sir. No, 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 no. I'm on the wagon. You don't tell me. On the wagon, is it? On the wagon itself? Well, uh, well. <laughs> uh, well, I've been a long time uh, waiting to meet you, Mr. Sullivan. It's a smart idea, young fellow meeting me here instead of in the ring. Yes, Peter Jackson used to think that way, too. Till I changed his mind.
5: And how long was it you stayed with Jackson?
3: Sixteen rounds. Oh, come now, Mr. Sullivan. Why don't you just turn those figures around? You know it was sixty-one. Uh, do you know
1: how long Jackson would stay with me? Sixty-one seconds!
3: Oh. Oh, that must be why you've ducked him, huh? It's too easy. Duck,
1: did you say? Duck! Say I'll meet any man who'll stand on his own two feet. And if you had 30 more pounds on you, you'd be the first
3: one. Well, I'll return the compliment, Mr. Sullivan. If you'd fight me, I'd just wish you had five years off you. What?
1: What do you mean by that?
3: Well, there's not much fun winning the championship from a man who's tripping over his beard.
1: Beard. Beard. Who's got a beard? Why, do you fresh brat, who do
3: you think you're talking
1: to? John L. Sullivan. Right in the
3: Step one, Mr. Sullivan, or except Corbett himself. Why
1: are you... In
4: the Get this no, guy no, out, no, out. No, no. No, no, no. Right out before
1: I murder him. Get him out Bring the newspaper boy's in. He wants to fight, does he? I'll give him a fight. I'll give him a fight any time and any place that he wants to fight.
3: Maybe i Presented Act One of Gentleman Jim, starring Ward Bond, Grant Withers, Alexis Smith, and Errol Flynn. In just a moment, we will hear the Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Act Two. But first, a word from our hostess, Lady Esther.
2: Once again, I ask you, once again, I ask every woman in America to make the Lady Esther Patch Test. For the Patch Test will show you, as it's shown thousands of women all over the country, the way to a smoother, fresher, younger-looking skin. It will show you, while you watch in your mirror, how Lady Esther four-purpose face cream works to beautify your skin, to give it the look and feel of radiant new life and freshness. What is the patch test? Here's what it is, and I urge you to try it tonight. Just take a little Lady Esther face cream on your finger and rub it on one particular section of your face, like a part on your forehead or your chin. Don't put it on your whole face at first, but just on that one little space, And be sure to choose a part of your face that's too oily or too dry or where you have a few blackheads or big pores. Choose a very troublesome patch of skin, one that feels coarse or bumpy to your fingers. I promise you an experience you won't soon forget. You'll see that little patch of skin suddenly look a lot brighter, fresher and clearer than all the skin around it. You'll feel the dry little flakes disappear. You'll feel that section of skin take on a new, delicate, petal-soft smoothness. Now, if Lady Esther Face Cream can do this to one small patch of skin, the worst patch you can choose, just imagine what it will do for your entire face. I promise you a smoother, more radiant, more youthful-looking skin after the very first application of Lady Esther 4-Purpose Face Cream. And I ask you to let the patch test prove it.
3: Presents the second act of Gentleman Jim, starring Alexis Smith as Vicki Ware, Errol Flynn as Gentleman Jim Corbett, Grant Withers as Walter Lowry, and Ward Bond as John L. Sullivan. He's put a statement in the paper. Listen. I hereby accept the challenge of James J. Corbett to fight me the first week of September this year in New Orleans for a purse of $25,000 with an outside bet of $10,000. Winner take all. I insist on the bet of $10,000 to show that Corbett means business. Sign John L. Sullivan, champion of the world. Well, there it is, Delaney. You've managed me right up to meeting the champ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now all we need is the $10,000. Yeah. Yes, and that money proved mighty hard to raise. Jim was pretty worried as the days went on, not that he showed it much. Outwardly, he's just as cocky as ever, and especially that day when he happened to run right smack into Miss Victoria Ware. Vicki, why, I'm glad to see you. I'm surprised I'm so glad. No kidding. How are you? How are you?
0: I'm fine, Mr. Corbett. And you? Oh, I'm
3: fine, fine. fine. Look, why don't we go down to the town together? There's a new show opening at the oh, Empire tonight. I'm going tonight. with
0: the Belmont. Sorry.
3: Oh, well, how about dinner?
0: We're all dining at Delmonico's first.
3: Oh, well, lunch tomorrow. Sorry? Well, dinner tomorrow night.
0: Sorry. Ah,
3: oh, you're going to be sorry Wednesday?
0: My dear Mr. Corbett, I'm engaged for a month every single moment.
3: Yeah? How long have you been in New York?
0: A couple of weeks.
3: Well, you better not stay much longer. It doesn't seem to agree with I
0: you. I beg your pardon. You know what's the matter with you?
3: You've got the social butterfly
0: itch. My dear Mr. Corbett, I'm engaged for a what month. What amuses me? <laughs> Is that you think I'd go anywhere with you, Is even that if so? I was alone? so. Well, listen,
3: kiddo. When I'm the next heavyweight champion of the world, you'll be bragging to your friends that once I actually danced with you in person,
4: Mr. Corbett,
3: Miss Ware. Uh-huh.
0: bad. I mean, if Corbett can't raise the 10,000 side bet.
3: Well, Vicky, I guess the fight'll be called off.
0: Mm, that's too bad. It's a pity Mr. Corbett has to miss such a good shellacking. I'd give anything in the world to see him just once, flat on his back with all that ego knocked right out of him. And then? Then maybe I... What do you mean, and then?
2: <laughs> Nothing. I didn't mean a thing.
3: Wait a minute. Let me get this straight, Miss Ware. You mean you want to put up this ten
0: thousand bucks? Provided Mr. Corbett never knows where it came from.
3: Sure, sure. You ain't kidding. No.
0: I happen to have a personal reason for wanting to see this fight.
3: Oh, you're after some of that eight to one Sullivan though, huh? <laughs> Let me tell you, you'll clean up. You'll make a
0: killing. Oh, I, I don't want it to go quite that far. Just far enough to enjoy. <laughs>
3: Wild eyed fans out to see their idol John L. Sullivan slap down another upstart challenger. Sullivan is in the ring already, fuming and growling because Caw is late. There he comes now, dancing down the aisle as cocky as ever, into the ring, straight to John L.'s corner, a slap on the champion's back, and then. Well, hello, Long Beard. I see you showed up, huh? Why are you. No one who saw that fight will ever forget it. In the early rounds, Jim Corbett using his speed and footwork, staying out of reach, giving Solomon no chance to land his famous right. And the crowd not liking it very much. Jeering and booing and singing, too. Listen to him, Delaney. Uh, just tell him to wait until this waltz is over. Don't let him get your coat Jim. We know what we're doing. Stay away from that right. Ten rounds. Twelve rounds. Fifteen. Twenty. He's tired, Delaney. I'm gonna to try to finish him. Don't take no chances, Jim. We're all way ahead on point. Yes, I know, but that's not the way I want it. I'm going after him. The 21st round, and suddenly Jim sees his chance. A hard left hook and a block of jarring rights and left, and then another right with everything he's got. Not a sound in the place. The crowd holds its breath. John L. is hurt.
1: He's tottering. He's down.
3: Take a good look, Vicky. You'll be telling your kids about this reception. The new king takes the throne.
0: With all the pomp and glory. And does he love it?
3: Uh, think it's gone to his head?
0: There's room enough. His head's so big that...
3: <laughs> What's the matter?
0: Look, Dan. Over there. John L. Sullivan just came in.
4: Hello,
5: Jim. Hello, John L. I, uh... I've got something here that... I wanted to give you with my own hands. It's my championship, belt, Jim. I've had it a long time.
3: Take good care of it, will you? Thanks, John L. I'll, I'll do my best. You know, the first time I ever saw you fight, I was just a kid. There wasn't a man alive who could have stood up to you. And tonight, well, I was just glad you weren't the Sullivan of ten years ago.
5: Is that what you're thinking now?
3: Huh? Oh, don't be crazy. That's what I thought when I first got into the ring. Well, now,
5: Jim, that's a fine, decent thing for you to say. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's tough to be a good loser, but it's a lot tougher to be a good winner. But I do know that tonight, I'm shaking the hand of the new champion
3: and a gentleman. Well, thanks, John. I only hope when my time comes I can go out with half the friends you've got and and half the world's respect. You will, Jim. Already they're saying that the great
5: new age of boxing begins with you. Well, maybe, but there'll never be another John L.
3: Sullivan. Thanks, Jim. Good night. Good night, John.
0: I saw you come out in the terrace. I followed you. Oh, I... I thought you were pretty grand to Mr. Sullivan tonight. It's troubling you, isn't
4: it?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I can see him walking alone back to his room, lying there all night and staring at nothing, knowing he'll never pound another bar and say he can lick any man in the world.
0: You like Mr. Sullivan.
3: Yeah. hmm I guess I do.
0: And he, he likes you the man who robbed him. <laughs> the human heart is very curious.
3: How'd you figure that out? Huh?
0: Oh, a woman doesn't figure things out, Mr. Corbett. She just knows all at once.
3: Well, if you're that smart, tell me this. Do we like each other?
0: Well, you like me all right. Oh,
3: I see. I see. I like uh, I like you, but you don't know whether you like me or not.
0: I didn't say that. I think you like me more than I like you. But it wouldn't surprise me if... If I loved you more than you love me,
3: love us,
0: Jim? I don't think you're very bright. I mean, any fool would know that. Wait a minute! Who's a fool?
1: There you go again, calling names, starting <laughs> a scrap, just as well. What are you laughing at?
0: I simply adore you when I make you mad. Oh, you
3: do, do you? Well, come here, young lady.
0: Oh, Jim, 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 darling.
3: You know, there's there's only one trouble with all this trouble. Yeah. Ah, oh, it was such a swell fight while it lasted. <laughs>
4: Thank
3: you, Errol Flynn, Alexis Smith, Ward Bond, and Grant Withers for a very delightful hour. Well, thanks for having us. You know, I'm a couple of months late in accepting this invitation, but, uh... Well, that's just because I just got back from a bond tour and before that, a little side trip to the Aleutians. You know, looking in on the boys who are stationed there.
0: Errol, I know it would take at least that to keep you from joining the Lady Esther Screen Guild players. We all feel the same way. We're always delighted to come here because we know that the benefits from these programs go to support the Motion Picture Relief Fund Country House and Clinic. Now, before we hear about next week's show, a word from one of America's foremost beauty authorities, Lady Esther.
2: Thank you, Miss Smith. Ladies, are you going to make the test I spoke about a little while ago, the Lady Esther patch test? You know, I'm going to keep reminding you about it over and over again every Monday night until you do try it. Because the patch test will prove to you beyond the slightest doubt that Lady Esther four-purpose face cream makes a radiant, growing difference in the appearance of your skin. Now, here's all you do to make the exciting patch test. Just rub a little Lady Esther face cream on one small part of your face. Choose a rough, flaky space. Perhaps where you have a few blackheads or big pores. Rub Lady Esther face cream. Not on your whole face, but just that one space. Then wipe it off. And see with your own eyes what's happened. See how the flaky dryness has disappeared. Feel how much softer and smoother that patch of skin has become than any other skin around it. I want you to see this happen. I want you to see the result of using one cream that brings your skin the four things it needs most for beauty. Remember... What you see happen to that one little patch of skin will happen to your whole face when you apply Lady Esther Face Cream. And if you want to look really enchanting, just try this. After using Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream, apply Glamorous Lady Esther Face Powder to the smooth, new freshness of your skin. Your friends will say, you never looked lovelier.
3: Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present Design for Scandal. It will star Carol Landis and Robert Young. Be sure to listen. Alexis Smith can soon be seen in The Adventures of Mark Twain. Errol Flynn is soon to be seen in Uncertain Glory, both Warner Brothers productions. Ward Bond can currently be seen in the metro golden Mayor production, A Guy Named Joel. Grant Withers can now be seen in the Republic picture, The Fighting CBs. To try Lady Esther for-purpose face cream, get the smallest size jar. Later, you can get the economic large jar and keep refilling the small one for convenience. Truman Bradley saying goodnight for Lady Esther. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.